if you've been making content for a while, you might be in a season of no ideas, lack of creativity. How do you keep coming up with content ideas, product ideas, marketing ideas? How do you not become stale? How do you keep the spark going? And how do you even motivate yourself when you're bored with your own stuff? Well, today I want to share with you a simple but powerful thing that has completely revolutionized the way I think about content, business, and it's so fun. It's called the creativity switch. We're going to break it down for you in today's episode. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 153 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. If you're watching on, on YouTube, there's a giant cover of my book lurking over my shoulder, uh, shamelessly plugging the book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. It dropped last week. Oh my gosh, it's been incredible seeing all of your uh posts on social media, all the pictures of you holding your book, people underlining the book, people sharing it. Uh, I love the reviews are coming out on Amazon. We dropped uh, the day of number one new release in entrepreneurship in on Amazon. Um, by day two, we cracked in the top 10 um, of all books in entrepreneurship, new or old uh, on Amazon. Uh, so by the time this comes out, hopefully we're cranking up the list higher and higher and higher. So thank you for everyone who's order the book, multiple copies, leaving reviews on Amazon really helps the book do well and get the word out. My publisher was very happy with day one, so let's keep it going. And if you have picked up the book and you're reading it, let me know how it's impacting you and what your favorite parts of the book are. I love seeing where uh, it sparks ideas for every one of my readers. So thank you so much. It's been a wild ride. So much celebration last week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I talked about it. I did a live launch party uh, last week on the book launch day. I went live for like two hours. I ate donuts live, did a little bit of the reading, uh, gave away a lot of my courses and membership to uh, access to my membership site. A lot of fun stuff, uh, answer questions and got to share a little bit of the story of the book. So all of that is still up on the YouTube channel if you want to go catch all that good stuff and celebrate with me. But yeah, just pick up the book. It means the world to me. And hey, if you want something free to dive into creating your online business and you're like, look, Graham, I need video, I need training, and you're not a book reader, that's fine. It's okay. I got you covered. I have an entire workshop, my passive income workshop, which has helped so many of my students actually build their business. And it's free. It's a 45-minute workshop. So simple class. And when you go there and watch it, you're going to learn three critical things. You're going to learn the four components, the must-have components to create a passive income style online business. So I break down what those four are and how to implement them. You're going to learn the secret to selling because I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up. They don't feel like they're salespeople. They don't want to be sleazy or, sleazy or manipulative. None of that's happening around here. So I'm going to share with you the secret to selling and I'm going to share with you how to build an automated money machine. I talk about a lot of this in the book, how to get paid for what you know, but if you want to watch a video workshop on the topic, it's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop link into it here in the description if you're watching on YouTube, uh, grahamcochran.com slash workshop. It's free. It's about 45 minutes. Take notes and then go build your business. So let's dive into the content today because so many of my students um, are excited at first. They're excited to, I mean, they're scared and maybe you're scared. 
Heck, I'm scared. I'm scared to write this book. I'm scared for launch day. I was scared. Uh, anytime I launch a new product, I'm scared. But the fear sometimes gives way to excitement, which is a good thing. And you're just, you're all in. You're like, I'm going to do this. And it's new, right? We like new. Um, that's why like we get tired of our cars after a year because it's not new anymore. That outfit was nice and new and we were excited. It's gone. The, the, that feeling is gone, right? After a couple of times of wearing it. We, we crave newness and, and the excitement fades. And so your excitement over your business or your content could fade. It could fade in a few months, depending on uh, like how like bored you get. Or the excitement might still be there, but now you're out of ideas and you want to stay excited. You are excited, but you're like, that's all I got. That's all I can think of. Um, and you feel stuck. So if you feel like you don't know what to do next in your business, you don't know what content to create, you don't know what products to launch, you don't know what direction to go, and you feel kind of like your feet are stuck in quicksand or mud, and you're just kind of trudging through slowly, and you just don't have that spark, then you might need the creativity switch. So let me explain this to you. I learned this from Jay Abraham, who's a brilliant salesman, marketer. He has a great book that everyone should read if you're in business called Getting Everything That You Can Out of All That You've Got by Jay Abraham. Okay. Great book. A lot of great marketing strategies and stuff in there. Uh, he's a great mind. But I was watching him teach. Um, he was doing some lecture and he mentioned this concept that he calls the creativity switch. This was probably 10 years ago. And back then I applied it to music um, and now I've applied it to business and content creation. And the idea was simple. He was explaining that our brains are efficiency machines, which makes sense. I mean, like you understand this experientially that your brain wants to go on autopilot as much as possible. Have you ever been driving to and from your house or the grocery store or work or someplace you go every day and you're, you're lost in thought and all of a sudden you like come back to your senses and you realize you've arrived at your destination, but you don't remember driving there. <laughs> you don't remember taking that turn. Like, wow, that was scary. I was kind of out <laughs> there for a moment. I hope I didn't hit anybody. Uh, that was your brain going on autopilot because it's so powerful and it knows what to do. You don't have to be thinking to drive to a place you go every day. The subconscious part of your brain can take over and just like, I got it. I'm on autopilot. You go ahead, Graham, daydream about those donuts you're going to eat later. I will get you to your destination. That's both good and bad. That's bad when you need to be creative because your brain doesn't want to be creative. Your brain wants to be efficient. Your brain wants to get things done. Your brain wants to just spend as little energy as possible, you know, for your body to survive and thrive. So what Jay Abraham was talking about is if your brain is in autopilot mode, you're not going to have new ideas. And so if you want to have new ideas, you have to wake your brain up. And so the idea is simple. If you can wake your brain up and stimulate your brain in a healthy way, your brain is still the most creative thing on the planet. The human brain can come up with anything. The human brain came up with, well, let's start with really old school, language, letters, and, and communication. The human brain came up with the written word. The human brain came up with the printing press. The human brain came up with the internet and computers, iPhones, you know, Fruity Pebble donuts. You see a theme here um, with the donuts. Air travel. The human brain can do 
anything, anything, but not when it's an autopilot mode. So all the creativity you need for your business is in there already. We just need to awaken the sleeping giant. So what he suggests doing is simple things to just make your brain wake up and not allow it to go into autopilot. So let's, let me give you some examples of how to do the creativity switch and then what it can help you do. Okay. So he said, so Jay says, for example, if you drive to work or to your office or to your kid's school a certain way every day, take a different route, go a different route. Why? Because you're going to see different things along the way that you don't normally see. So your brain is like new stimuli. This is new. This is new. And so then now your brain is paying attention and your brain has woken up. When your brain's awake, that means that day you can take advantage of that brain. Ideas will flood better. You'll be able to brainstorm better. You'll make better decisions, not because you're simply better, but because your brain is now awake and not on autopilot. You know those days when you just feel like I, you can't even make a decision? Probably because your brain isn't just sleeping. It's just trying to be as efficient as possible. So drive a different way to work. His mor The morning routine thing was interesting to me. Jay said, if you always wake up First, take a shower, then brush your teeth, then go get a cup of coffee and read the paper. Reverse it. Wake up, get a cup of coffee, read the paper, then take a shower, then brush your teeth. Like just literally whatever you do every morning, change the order of it. Whatever we do habitually, and I'm a creature of habit, has benefits but then the negative is that our brain goes to sleep because it's on autopilot mode and it doesn't need to be awake because, it oh, I know what to do. I know what to do. This is what Graham does every morning. Got it, got it, got it. I can low power mode. But I need my brain in high power mode if I want to write a best-selling book, right? If I want to launch a killer course, if I just want to come up with a podcast episode that will just empower my students in a way that I've never done before, I need my brain awake. I can't have my brain in autopilot mode. So some other things I wanted to think about, I wanted to take that concept of just, like, this is why, for example, when I talk about doing your year-end planning retreat, where you plan your whole year of business, your vision, your goals, even your whole content. I map up my whole content for the year in one day. Get away for 24 hours, two nights really, but a solid day in the middle. This is why I don't do that at my house. I go away somewhere. Even if it's just across the street to a hotel across the street, I wanna stay in a hotel. I wanna stay somewhere different. I go to the beach because I like the ocean. Visually, it, it's just inspiring to me, but also I don't see the ocean every day. So if I go see the ocean, it's something different. My brain wakes up, I get ideas. If I stay in a nice hotel, my brain wakes up, I get ideas. Different smells, different bed sheets, different pillow, you know? Everything's different. The order, the, 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 the flow of the furniture, walking through the room or even through the hotel lobby, like my brain has to pay attention because I, you know, you can walk through your house or apartment virtually blindfolded because you, you just know the layout so well. Your brain goes to autopilot mode in that, that environment. So when you're in a new environment, your brain is forced to wake up. I love doing that. Again, you don't have to go away to a hotel. That's why I say to people, if money is an, an obstacle, just go to a nice coffee shop for four hours during the day. Like take four hours off of your work or block off four hours in your day and go to a nice coffee shop somewhere different that you've never been before. Your brain will wake up and you'll get ideas. So here are some ways that you can practically implement the creativity switch with your business your online business. Ready? Number one, go live with your content instead of shooting it beforehand. Now that might be scary, right? I actually like going live. Live is fun for me. 
I love the energy of it. I love the who knows what's going to happen of it. It also, to me, makes it more casual. If it's live and there's going to be screw-ups, everybody knows they're going to be screw-ups. So uh, pro tip, if you go live, everybody's accepting of the fact that it might screw up. So that kind of takes the pressure off. Plus, you don't edit live videos because guess what? It's already happened. It's live. They already saw it. So what's the point of editing? So if you hate editing, just go live. There's nothing to edit. It just is what it is, right? It's one of my wife's favorite phrases. It is what it is. So go live instead of shooting content beforehand if you typically shoot content beforehand. And then the opposite would be true if you typically go live. If you're always going live, don't do that this time. And this time, have an outline, set up your camera, record, right? Like, and then present it. Like whatever is different of a flow for you when you do your content. If you only do video, write a written blog post or write a series of emails, like an email mini series to your list. It's just, if you don't do a lot of writing, make it a written thing. Push your brain out of its comfort zone. The opposite is true. If you only blog, do a video. And if you're afraid of going public with it, then just keep it unlisted and just share the video with your email list, right? But do a video. Shoot your content if you're videoing in a totally different environment, right? You probably have your video set up at your house, your bedroom, your studio, wherever you're at, and it's the same probably every single time, which is great. That's what I do. I, I, I literally have set everything up so that I can sit down in this chair, turn on a light, turn on my camera, turn on my software, hit record, and go. I want it to be as streamlined as possible. But you know what? Sometimes my brain goes into autopilot mode. So sometimes it's good to film your content elsewhere. And you could do that by just taking your phone. You could go for a walk, put in some AirPods or some headphones that can record your, your, your uh, voice closely to your face, right? Take your phone and just go live on Instagram and walk. Go live on YouTube on your phone and walk and talk. That would be totally different now you're combining live content plus a different environment. Your brain might be in a totally different spot. The ideas will flow. The things that come out of your mouth will flow. This is one reason why I have found if I'm on people's podcasts, which is one of my favorite things to do, I love having cool conversations with intelligent people that I respect. Um, and I love being able to share my message with new audiences. If I'm having a cool conversation and I'm being interviewed for a podcast, this is why if I ever go back and listen to those podcasts, I sometimes am surprised, often am surprised by what came out of my mouth. Wow, that was intelligent, Graham. My buddy Jordan Rayner uh, has an amazing podcast called The Call to Mastery. Uh, he's a phenomenal best-selling author, a good dude, serial entrepreneur. Uh, he has this great podcast, The Call to Mastery. And I've been on it twice and I was just on it uh, last week. Um, and he, he let me share about the book, which is awesome. And he actually really helped me in the book process and even endorsed the book, which is a huge honor. I was listening back to that whole episode and that conversation and we're good friends. And I just wanted to hear what we talked about. And we had some funny laughs. If you want to hear about both of our loves of uh, musical theater <laughs> and we share a, uh, a common show that we were both in, turns out West Side Story, didn't know that. Um, if you want to hear about that, that was hilarious. It's in that episode. Um, but I'm listening back and I'm like, wow, Graham, you sounded really intelligent and coherent and insightful. Uh, it was incredible. Um, and I don't remember saying half of those things. And the reason why I don't remember is because I, I, I was in a, a different state 
talking to a different person. I don't get to talk to Jordan all the time, especially not on the podcast format. And so my mind was just like on a whole nother level. And I was just, it was literally like I was on fire. And, and I know those moments, like I know when I'm on stage doing public speaking, or if I'm uh, in a small group setting that I'm not used to, my brain wakes up, good stuff comes out. And usually when I'm in those modes, I'm not, I'm not concentrating on what I'm doing. It's just free flowing, which is what I love. But when I listen back, I'm like, wow, that was new, or that was a new spin, or I will listen back to what I say on a podcast interview and, and see the way I frame something and say, that was good, Graham. Maybe I should actually use that when I teach my own people because my brain is coming up with new ideas or new ways of seeing things just by simply talking to someone else on their show. So you can see how you're waking your brain up from the normal patterns that it's in. One thing you can do to creativity switch it all up is simply ask your audience what they want from you. If you're always giving what you think they want and you have a list of what you think they want and you've got your content, which I'm a huge planner and I love planned content, the other type of content is demand content. Get your planned content and your demand content. What is your audience demanding of you? Ask them, survey them. That will open up your brain in so many ways. Just send them a simple survey. What are you struggling with right now? And if you have an idea of what they're struggling with, of these five things you're interested in, what's the number one thing you want help with right now? Just let's see what they say. Give them a chance to do some open write, to just write whatever, see what comes out. It'll spark so much creativity, so many ideas. Let's talk about not working. One way to create a creativity switch is to take longer breaks. So maybe instead of coming in and just getting started right away in your day, why don't you come in and just sit or read a book, or take a nap in the middle of the day before you create some content. One of my coaches, Cliff Ravenscraft, told me a couple years ago, he says, I take a nap every afternoon. I think Michael Hyatt does it too. And he says, what I do is I just sit on the edge of my bed, I just put all my worries and all my cares aside, and I lay down, I take a 20 to 30 minute nap, and then I wake up feeling so refreshed, and then I go, create content. And he's a content machine. The guy's been podcasting since podcasting was invented. And so napping opens up his brain to new things. Taking long breaks. I like to go for walks, especially when I'm running out of ideas. Even if it's just around the block, even if it's just like out to my mailbox and back a few times if I'm in the house, just go for a 15 to 20 minute walk. Something about having motion wakes up my brain. And that's a creativity switch. I've noticed that when I'm walking, I notice that when I'm riding my bike, I notice that when I'm in the car, going for a drive wakes up my brain. Sometimes for a creativity switch, you need to call a friend. If you're not gonna be interviewed on a podcast, like I was referring to earlier, call a friend and say, hey, can I bounce an idea off of you? She need five minutes. A five-minute conversation with a buddy could be life-changing. Not necessarily because he or she might have some new insight that you never had before, but it's the process of you articulating something back to them that makes the magic happen. So there's two layers of it. One, um, there's the whole idea of the lamppost theory, right? That uh, even a man leaving his work and before he goes home, stopping in front of a lamppost and just telling the lamppost everything that happened that day, lamppost can't counsel him or give him advice or give him ideas. 
it's not even listening. It's just him talking out loud. Even that process of speaking out loud to the lamppost is a form of therapy of getting it out. Either the weight of the heaviness can be released or for me, sometimes when it comes out of my mouth, especially if it goes onto paper, but when it comes out of my mouth and onto paper, let's say, I see it like a mirror. It's almost like it comes out and then it bounces off of a mirror and I see the genius that was there that I couldn't see before, right? So imagine then a lamppost that could respond to you, AKA a friend. The first half of it is just getting it out to your friend. You're gonna hear it come out and go, oh my gosh, there's my answer. Or, oh my gosh, there's my idea. Or, oh, I hadn't thought about it in that way as you're speaking. And then he or she, if they love you, know you can say, yeah, that's great. And that sometimes is all you need. Or I don't know about that. And you you might be confirmed in that moment of, yeah, you know, right? That is a dumb idea. Or they might have a specific idea like, hey, have you considered blank? If you're married, your spouse can and should be this for you. They don't even have to know anything about what you do to the level that you, you do it. They should know a lot about what you do if you're married to them, but they don't have to be in your field or nerd out on what you nerd out on. But your spouse is the greatest gift you have, a sounding board, a partner that you can at the very least say, hey, here's what I'm thinking about. What do you think about this? Bring them in on it, especially if they don't know your world and aren't in your world. A, they're gonna feel valued and cared. It's gonna really elevate the intimacy in your relationship, which is a beautiful thing. But two, you will benefit because they have a lot of wisdom and ideas. There's a reason why you married them. They're smart, amazing they're going to have something to say. And if they don't, they can at very least say like, hey, I don't know specifically what you should do here, but you seem to light up when you say this, or you you seem real heavy and tense when you talk about that. It's, you're saying it's something you should do. Do you, do you really want to do that? Or are you just doing that because you feel that you must? So man, sometimes that's some of the best counsel I've ever gotten from my wife because you're seeing yourself through her eyes. You're like, oh, wow, I am, dude, you're right. I I am tense about that. Maybe that's a sign I shouldn't do that thing. Or the opposite. You're seeing the gem inside of me, the excitement inside of me. Maybe that's confirmation and affirmation I should do the thing. That can wake up your brain, give you ideas, give you clarity. So calling a friend, just to brainstorm for five minutes. And final thing I will say when it comes to the creativity switch is don't force things. Okay, so there's, there's, this is something we need to talk about because there's a parallel here from when I would teach musicians about songwriting, for example. Musicians are the worst, and I'm one of them. Musicians and all artists will say, you know, I, I can't create by having structure around my songwriting. Like, I have to schedule time to songwrite. That's not how I, I create a masterpiece. I, I just, I wait, and it comes to me. Well, I tell them, well, you know what professional songwriters do? The ones that have written all the hit songs that everybody loves? They go to work every day uh, from nine to five and they sit in a room and they write. <laughs> they don't wait for inspiration to strike, honey. That's not how songwriting works. That's not how creating works. You don't just sit around like Baby Yoda on that little round stone in season one of The Mandalorian and he's just, meditating and having this powerful connection with some Jedi, which I won't reveal who it is, right? It's not that moment of Zen, right? That's not how songwriting or anything you create, your business, your content, the next book, the next idea that's gonna propel your business forward. That's not how it comes. Maybe every once in a while, lightning in a bottle, 
maybe if you just are super in tune with something and it just hits you out of the blue, I get ideas when I'm traveling, when I'm walking. But what I'm saying is you don't live your life like you're just gonna wait for the ideas to come. You are disciplined to show up and create. Show up and create. And some days you don't create anything. Some days you create a masterpiece. That's why I tell people to publish content every single week, rain or shine, because you don't know which content will become lightning in a bottle. So blowing up and becoming big and having your business work isn't luck. I mean, there's luck involved. There's so, so many things that are out of your control. So if you want to call that luck, sure. But it's the people that show up consistently, like the songwriters that show up in a studio every day and they write and they write and they write and a handful of those songs blow up. But every day they're writing, every day they're writing and they're ready and their fingers are ready, their brains are ready, their pens are ready. But here's the opposite side. So that's, I'm usually telling musicians and creatives, you have to be disciplined and show up and schedule it. But here's where it goes too far. Don't force it if you're not getting anything because those same songwriters in this example will show up and write. And if nothing good's coming out, when it's five o'clock, they just go home. They just go home. If something good's coming out, they might stay longer. Like, oh my gosh, we got something here. And you know that feeling when you're working on a product or you're working on a piece for your next YouTube video and you know you're onto something or you're writing sales copy and it's finally flowing. Like you don't wanna stop because you're, you're in the zone. That's a beautiful thing. But on the days when you're not in the zone, which is what we're talking about, if you're like, I haven't produced anything today, it's okay, don't force it. You at least showed up. If you're showing up, that's the work of it. But if some days nothing good's coming out, forcing it's not gonna make greatness come out. You actually need to relax. Stress doesn't produce good results. Being in a relaxed state where your mind is free to wander and be curious and be open, that's when great things happen. But you don't just sit around waiting for them to happen. You do show up and expect them to happen. You show up and do the work. I show up every single Monday and create this episode for you, right? Um, without fail, but it's not always easy. Some days I show up and nothing's coming out. And then you know what I do? I punt to Wednesday or some other day. It's okay. Like you don't need to force it. Forcing it, especially if you're feeling stuck, will not create a ton of creativity. So do not force it just relax and do whatever you need to do to relax. And if that means doing something fun for yourself, go watch a movie, go listen to your favorite song, go hang out with a friend, go take a nap, go walk along the river, do something that is uh, a treat for you, puts you in a relaxed state. Because in this business, I, I think this is true in anything that you're doing in life, but in this business in particular, content marketing, online business, the greatest thing you have to offer your people is yourself, your truest, authentic self. When you are relaxed and at peace in your soul and in your mind, that's when the truest version of yourself comes out. When you're stressed, trying to impress somebody, trying to sound more impressive than you actually are, worried about something, anxious, the true version of you is nowhere to be found, right? Like, now you're just creating the facade, the imposter. And I, I know this from experience. So then you're not able to give your true self, which means you're not able to give the most value possible. Value isn't your information. It's your truest self showing up and serving powerfully. So in order to give that to your students and to your clients and to the world, you need to be relaxed. And so sometimes the best thing you could do for the creativity switch to come up with great ideas 
is to relax, do something to treat yourself so that you're in a space where your truest self can shine and come out and then ideas will flow that you might've thought were silly or weren't even in there to begin with, but now they're out in the world and people are like, that's the magic. Oh, that was incredible. I hadn't thought of it in that way. And you're like, well, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. That's when you're on the right track. And that's where creativity is so, so important. So the creativity switch, I just, this is a concept that we could apply over and over and over again. So here, here's where I want you to, to, to wrap up for today. I want you to think about what is blocking you right now? Like, what are you working on right now? That's the block for, for you. It might be a product you're trying to design. It could be sales copy you're trying to write. It could be launch emails you're trying to write. It could be just getting started creating content. And you're like, oh, I'm not ready to launch my videos or my podcast or my blog. Or you just signed up for Kajabi. I, I see, this is interesting. I see people sign up for Kajabi, which is the software that I use for my business. And they're like, oh, I'm just overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. And so it's like, that's the block for them. Whatever the block is for you, identify what is the block that you're facing right now, the obstacle that seems to be in your way. And what is one thing you can do this week, today, to flip that creativity switch? What's one thing you can do to wake up your brain out of the, all the things we talked about today? What's one of those things that really jumps out at you or something that came to mind that we didn't even talk about, but flowed into your head during this conversation? that you know would be different, that would wake up your brain. Just list those two things in a comment below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on your Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app, just think about those things, write those things down and then go do it. Go flip the switch. Watch your brain wake up and see what comes next. And then tell us about it. That'd be awesome. If you haven't already watched my Passive Income Workshop, here is yet another way to have the creativity switch. Go watch something you've never watched, hear about something in a way you've never heard about it and see what ideas come out. It's a 45 minute free training. It's very helpful. It'll help you build a business. But I bet you there's one thing in that training that will unlock something for you and then you'll be off to the races. Links below on YouTube, grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Check it out, see what you think. And then let me know what insight, what uh, lightning in a bottle moment happens for you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out today. Thanks for buying the book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, on shelves everywhere. Books are sold. Uh, and thank you for all the sweet notes and the reviews on Amazon. They are so, so helpful. So please keep them coming. It means the world to me. It's not every day that you launch your first book. So thanks for being along for the ride. It's been so much fun. A lot more to come. We're just getting started, folks. I hope you have an amazing week. We'll see you on another episode real soon.